I'm Kristen Pleasanton, Deputy Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts, and your host for today. With me in the studio is John Shipman, Executive Director, and Sarah Ware, Curator of Education at the Delaware Center for the Contemporary Arts. Welcome to Delaware State of the Arts. Thank you, Kristen. Thanks. Thanks for having us. So, John, congratulations on your new position as Executive Director. Uh, Thank you. I know you've been there for... A little over a month, maybe, or so? We're actually coming up on two months. Two months. Two great, months. great. Um, and I know you've come from um, an arts gallery at the University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. And maybe you want to talk a little bit about um, some of the experiences you've had there before coming back to Delaware. Well, I'll tell you, I'll even back up a little further. Okay. Because uh, I started my career at the Delaware Center for the Contemporary Arts, and there uh, after about a, about a month or two there, I realized that the seat I'm in now is actually the seat that I wanted. So <laughs> after a, an opportunity came up, we left. Uh, my wife and I were both working there. And we left. We broadened our careers. But I ended up at the University of Maryland. And when I started there, I was an exhibition designer, the prep, and one of the curators. When the director there left, I threw my hat in the ring, um, got it, and we led a regularly kind of, you know, conservative type of university program. But we learned right away that we needed to change everything. And I had the opportunity to implement a lot of the programs that I've been developing in that decade of basically when I had started at the DCCA to the time I took the directorship. There's lots of good experiences of what it meant to do work beyond the walls of the gallery. I Mm -hmm. think that that is the biggest issue with contemporary art is you can put fantastic shows on, but there's something about the threshold and the walls of the white cube for contemporary space that can seem challenging, off-putting, irrelevant, whatever word you want to use, to a lot of people. And surprisingly enough, even when we were at the university, to students, to the people that Mm -hmm. you would think would have an instant desire um, to be there. Mm -hmm. There were buildings right next door to ours that once we started doing different types of programs, students and faculty and even deans of other colleges would come in and say, oh, I've worked here 30 years. I never knew the gallery existed. (laughs) But it was through that broadening of your program and understanding that there's a community outreach and different types of um, aspects of programming that you can reach that would make the work more accessible, make the gallery more accessible, make it more um, welcoming. Uh, I'm blanking. I, I should have come more prepared. I'm blanking on the name of the director of the um, NEA at the time, but I take his idea of galleries having porous walls very seriously, and that's what we really tried to do. So all the different experiences we had at the gallery, that's what I brought to the committee, the hiring committee at the DCCA, and I said, this is what we need to do. I love the DCCA. My career started at the DCCA. The seat I'm in now is what I've wanted for 15 years. I finally have the opportunity. But the only way to make it work is really through these programs. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm guessing you've you've gotten over the initial hump of learning all the logins and the security <laughs> system and all the staff names. And now you're really starting to get into that nitty-gritty of of um, tackling some some of the issues at the DCCA. Um, and I know you have a new strategic plan. So what are the things you're really starting to get get involved in or looking forward to getting involved in? 
Well, the, the board went ahead and they, they made a change. Um, they, they developed a strategic plan, but they also changed the mission. So the mission okay. of the DCCA, now it broadens it. I, I'm very supportive. I'm very excited. And when they when I saw it in the packet for the proposal for the position, I was thrilled with it because a lot of it deals with many of the things that we were doing at the gallery at University of Maryland. But we're now focused on technology, art, and design. They built a TAD mm. um, proposal into the new mission. Um so we're looking at that. We're exploring what that may mean, both in our programming but also infrastructure. We have to beef up what the DCCA has the ability to provide in terms of technology um, uh, and broadening the scope of what we're doing within our exhibitions and programming so that they do include technology both in the way we present the arts but technology also in the way we present our information and didactic materials, and especially, and that's why I've asked Sarah to come join us today, what it may mean in some of the education programs that we do. Um, so we're, we're working with that. We're, we're figuring out what it may mean to redevelop the um, uh, storefront of the building, if you will, okay. so that we can, again, address this issue of that threshold that becomes the challenge. You know, how do we make a contemporary center that was built on a white cube model that is now over a hundred years old that comes with a preconceived idea of what a contemporary art center may be. How do we play with that? How do we work with that within the structure we have? And all of that was built into the um, strategic plan very well by the board. Great. And I know you're an artist as well. Yes. Do, you, do you have time to do any of, of your own art now? Uh, I had a very beautiful daughter born three and a half years ago, so that took a lot, uh, a lot of the extra time that I may have. But I think between Violet and um, being the director, at least for the short term, there's a lot of good work that needs to be done at the DCCA. So I don't. Um, I'm currently remodeling my office, and uh, <laughs> nobody knows this yet. We'll have to see what the board says, but. Uh, my easel and my sculpture stand are going to come into my office so that when you have that downtime, you can use the power of the arts and the power of creativity to trans, you know, move you to some place that opens up your mind to let great ideas come through. Mm -hmm. I always found my arts practice as one of the best times for ideas beyond just what I'm actually making to, um, to come. It sort of opens up that channel, if you will. Right, right. Good. Um, and you mentioned some of the educational programming. I'd like to um, talk to Sarah now a little bit about, I know you have a, a big scope and a diverse array of activities and programs going on, but if you'd like to sort of give us a, um, an overview of the things happening now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a few great programs that you know people can see so when they come to the DCCA. We do free family Sundays. We do kids classes, adult programs. We have a lecture series called Art Salad, which is a great opportunity for people to come and hear from working artists, many of whom are exhibiting in our galleries at the time. We also have various professionals who speak um, to issues of art collecting, um, things that bring in technology and design, such as maker spaces. That series um, goes on Thursdays at noon. And it's a free program. People come in. Um, it actually starts um, next week, but it goes on throughout um, the season through June. So that's a wonderful program. You know, it, it's a great way to just sort of hear a little bit about you know what's currently going on in the mm -hmm. in the art world, especially in our area. 
We also do a lot of programs that people don't necessarily see because they might happen outside of the DCCA. Contemporary Connections is a fantastic program that we have. We've been doing it for um, over 20 years. We match a teaching artist with a classroom teacher. Mm-hmm. Currently, we're over in Bancroft Elementary. We're working with their fourth graders there. And together, the teaching artist and the classroom teacher will co-develop a arts-integrated curriculum that lasts for 10 weeks. By the end of it, they'll have developed um, an amazing project that they exhibit at the school or sometimes at the DCCA. It kind of depends on what the scope of the project is. They come in for tours. They do workshops with it. But um, it's an amazing program because you're combining art with your core curriculum subjects so that kids um, are really approaching the course material from different avenues. Mm -hmm. So you're matching art with science, art with math, art with social studies. Um, It's a great way to kind of get kids starting to think about not just art in new ways, but also, you know, these other subjects in new ways. We've had teachers who have said, you know, afterwards they realized that um, they had kids in their class that were visual learners and they didn't know that. And they've had to change their differentiation, the way they instruct their children. So um, it's really great what comes out of that program. I think the kids are really amazing, too. I'm sure, and it's so nice that um, you guys are offering that because the schools aren't offering as many arts programming inside the school. So it's a wonderful experience and meaningful because of the length of time and the connection to curriculum and that kind of thing. We also have another program along those lines that we do with the Newcastle County Vocational Technical School District. We have a creative arts club. This is the second year it's been going. It's funded through a 21st Century Community Learning Centers grant. And for this program, we um, see the kids once a week um, for an after-school art club that goes for the entire year. And what's great about it is that, you know, because they are vocational technical schools, they don't have a regular art curriculum during the daytime. So it's an opportunity for those kids to um, expose themselves to art, to, you know, kind of um, see what they're interested in. You know, it's a creative outlet that's separate from their daytime curriculum. Um, but it's a really amazing program. Um, it's actually going to be this afternoon, so I'm excited for oh, the great. kids to be into the um, DCCA today. But it culminates in a uh, big exhibition. They take over our auditorium that happens in May. So it's something that they are always working towards um, throughout the year. Great. How about some um, other programs for adults? Yeah, for adults, we also do adult art workshops. Um, we actually have some starting up in April and May. Um, we're going to have a um, workshop on Japanese stab binding. Um, That'll be in April, and then we're going to have a printmaking workshop in May. We do um, artist development workshops as well. We recently had a um, curatorial review um, where we bring in a number of different curators from the region. People um, can show their portfolios to them and get instant feedback. So it's a really great time for them to show their work and get critiques on it and, um, you know, learn about connections in the area, things they might be able to apply to. Um, So that's a really wonderful event. Um, We do that every year. We do some other adult um, artist development workshops as well. And um, let's talk about the um, place, the best place to go for someone who's interested in finding out about your programs. Well, definitely I would say that Art on the Town is a great way to get introduced to the DCCA. Um, It's, you know, the first Friday of every month. It's part of the art loop around Wilmington, but... um, It's a wonderful opportunity to hear artist lectures. Um, When we have artists who are opening, they'll often speak that night. Um, We often will have music. We actually um, are going to have a number of performances for this upcoming one. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, it's just a really great opportunity for people to get a taste of the DCCA, to, you know, 
have a drink, enjoy themselves, kind of relax and unwind um, from the regular day-to-day and experience art. And the DCCA has been participating in art on the town since the city instituted it however many years right, ago that, that right. really was. But in the last year, we've also started um, our second Wednesday, our art lounge program, which is uh, a little more intimate, a little more f- um, uh, uh, focused on certain types of programs. We have a book club that meets that night. Uh, different artists come in. We invite somebody from the community to come and put up an exhibition for that that one month that, that has a sales opportunity, so it's supporting of the artists. Um, and that's, again, on second Wednesday, our art lounge. But for information on all the programs that we offer, I think uh, the website is, is a fantastic right. place okay. to, to come and check. And, Let's get the address. Uh, uh, org. And there's uh, great tabs up there, and you can learn. There's a whole education section. Great. I just want to remind our listeners um, that you are tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts. Today I'm talking with John Shipman, Executive Director, and Sarah Ware, Curator of Education at the Delaware Center for the Contemporary Arts. We've been talking about some of the programs and educational activities and um, interesting things going on at the DCCA. And I'd also like to um, talk about the artist studios. I know you have artists who are in residence there at the DCCA. So do you want to talk a a little bit about that? Sure. I think that it's one of the brilliant things that they've had at the DCCA since its inception, um, the ability for area artists to have space because that's at a premium no matter where you go it's what all artists are looking for um we have 26 studios sorry if i sound a little hesitant i'm still relearning everything we have 26 (laughs) studios uh and currently we're at capacity which is very nice every now and then we have a couple empty studios floating around um and we just had to turn a couple people away and say you know there may be opportunities in four or six months down the road um but it does. It gives us the opportunity to have artists on site. And what that does is it provides them the opportunity to have great space, great working space, access to patrons and collectors, access to a nice group of other artists. It's not three or four studios that you're sharing space with. It's 26. So it's a great community. Um, but what it can also provide is on Art on the Town, on Lounge Night, on other special events – we open up those spaces, and they become accessible um, for our viewers to come and see what the work they're doing. Mm-hmm. What we're working on doing, we've had some great success in the past that some of those studio artists lead individual artist workshops for our adult programming and even our student programming, I would think. Yeah, yeah. one of the great things actually about having those studios on site, especially for things like tours, is it's an option for school groups for adult groups to come in and in addition to seeing the galleries they can also have time to meet with some of those studio artists who are really fantastic about opening up and sharing their space with us Um, and I think it's really a unique opportunity that you don't find in a lot of museums is the ability to not just see art in the galleries but see art in progress Mm, upstairs mm -hmm. so that's one of the really amazing things about it and you know they're great they'll open up their studios during our summer camp so the kids can kind of come in and see that space and, you know, it's really been just a great relationship to have with them as an educator, um, to have those people with such close access. And one yeah. of the things that we're hoping to do is beef up the facility capabilities to not only support them, but support the opportunities that they may want to provide okay. to the community. 
Um, the immediate thing that we're really going to start working on is ceramics facilities on site. We're identifying the areas. We're identifying the needs of what it may mean to put a gas kiln and some electric kilns in. That gives facilities not only for the studio artists that could use that, um, but our education programs, our summer camp programs, but for area community artists, um, pretty much basically between Philly and Baltimore, because there's no available community kiln space Ah. for ceramicists to get hold of. And as a ceramic artist myself, I know exactly how valuable that can be. So it's going to be a wonderful opportunity that we can, again, provide for the community. Um, But between that and, I think, printmaking facilities on site, Mm -hmm. we'll be able to beef up not only what we can offer to those studio artists, but then what we can offer through our programs. Sounds great. Uh, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about the um, the summer camps, since I know a lot of parents, including myself, are looking at summer camps um, at this time of the year. So if you would like to share some information. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a fantastic summer camp program. Um, it goes for six weeks from June through August, and we offer it for ages 4 to 15. But each week is a different theme for a different age group, and we like to keep the age ranges small so that kids are creating at the same level mm-hmm. as each other. Um, the themes are um, going to incorporate a lot of different artistic media, um, everything from clay to painting, installation art, um, technology, uh, photography, things like that, animation. We have a mm-hmm. nice teen animation week um, coming up. But, yeah, it's just a really great opportunity for kids to come in, you know, have a space that's welcoming and safe um, and, you know, a great opportunity for them to make new friends during camp, Mm -hmm. meet people they might not have ever met before. Um, We offer a scholarship program. So I would say a little over 50% of the kids who come to our summer camp program are either on full or partial scholarship. Um, So it's a wonderful opportunity for us to serve our surrounding community and our neighborhood in Wilmington. And... Throughout the program, you know, the kids are working both individually but also collaboratively. So we like to think that our um, our weeks offer something that's a little bit outside the box. You're not going to find a traditional how to paint or a how to draw class. Mm-hmm. Um, with our programs, it's for kids who want to experiment, for kids who maybe aren't the best artist in school, but mm-hmm. they come here to the DCCA and they're going to find something um, unique that they've never tried before and a lot of encouragement to really explore and, and be creative. And collaborative work is always really great with that because you can go really big <laughs> and you can do really amazing projects. Um, we always have an exhibition on Fridays for the kids, and you'd be amazed at how they fill this auditorium. <laughs> just really high-quality work. Um, it's a fantastic camp. And um, for the kids who have aged out of our program, we offer what we call a future teaching artist program for ages 16 to 18. It's our version of a jun- uh, junior camp counselor program. Okay. So um, it is a volunteer opportunity Um, It's a great way for kids to get community service hours, to learn a little bit more about museum fields and work side-by-side with teaching artists and and working with the kids. So um, it's a nice opportunity, and there's an application process for that. But um, our summer camps, you know, we're taking registrations at the moment. Um, Through the month of March, we have $30 off of our total registration. So if you register by March 31st, (laughs) you'll get that extra discount. Um, But the registration is ongoing, and you can find all that information on our website. Okay, and let's give the address of that one more time. Yeah, that was um, www.thedcca.org. Great. And I know um, many people that uh, have walked through your doors. I'm just wondering if you might um, describe what a visitor, visitor experience is like um, for a new visitor that might be interested in coming to the DCCA? 
I think that for somebody coming in with fresh eyes, and it's funny because in a way I got that experience myself, having <laughs> been away to come back to someplace I was so familiar with, but to see the changes that had happened. I mean, I visit periodically. We still have family in the area. But to see the big changes, it did give me that opportunity a little bit. I think the thing that surprise will surprise anybody right away is the variety of things that we offer. Mm. Um, the DCCA, for anybody who was familiar with it when it was in the Waterworks building, had two gallery spaces. We have six that we control, and then there's a gallery for the studio artists as well. So there's always revolving programs. There's lots of exhibitions. Uh, Mesa Hickson, our curator, does a wonderful job at making a breadth of programming that's available to pretty much anybody that has any kind of interest in visual communication and culture and contemporary art in any way. Um, our shop is there. We just brought in Wild Witch, so we have a fantastic cafe <laughs> and sandwiches. Um, sometimes it's the line for the sandwiches is out the door, and we've got three people in the gallery, so we're going to try to put sandwich shops throughout all the galleries perhaps. Oh, good idea. Um, <laughs> uh, um, but I think that it's that breadth that is the most um, compelling to anybody that comes in. It's really never the same place twice. Um, I know no. with the revolving exhibits and everything going on, I always see something new. Um, if it's been a week or if it's been a month, you know, exactly. since I've stepped in. Exactly. And um, I think one of the newest policies um, that happened when you were gone is the um, the no admission policy. And is that something you think um, you'll continue with as well? Absolutely. I, I've told the board uh, when I got hired, and I tell them every time, <laughs> we will never have an admission price again. I don't think – I grew up in D.C., so all museums and galleries were free to me. Um, I just assume that that's the way it was in the whole world. Uh, but there's no way. I think that – like I've said, I mean, that getting people through that door, there's a preconceived idea of, of what it means to be entering into a contemporary center. If you put even a $5 charge on that, you just put one more barrier up. The arts, the culture, the exploration of um, creative expression is free for everybody. And I'll, I, under my watch, we will never <laughs> charge an admission. Okay. Um, and I will Thanks. thank DuPont because they actually underwrote our free admission for okay. this coming year. Great. Well, we've come to the end of our time, so let me just thank John Shipman and Sarah Ware of the Delaware Center for the Contemporary Arts. It's been great having you today. Thank, thank you, you, Chris, so and this Bye. has been wonderful.